Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. We're live from College Green down in Westminster where the gremlins are attacking our tent are almost as bad as the Tory backbenchers attacking Theresa May. I have to tell you, I'm joined though, however, by John Whittingdale, former Cabinet Minister. Apologies for the uh, technical difficulties, John. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, I know you've got to rush off very shortly. Tell us, please, uh, what is going to happen at six o'clock tonight as all the uh, Tories start filing into uh, uh, room 14. Well, I'm afraid that's the one thing I just don't know. Mm. Um, well, all we do know is that over 48 of my colleagues, including myself, have submitted letters asking for this vote. Um, but one thing which uh, all history has shown is that a lot of members of Parliament t- may tell you one thing, but quite often do something completely different. So no, we'll have to wait and no see. No, indeed. I mean, I was likening, and I hope you won't mind me saying so, uh, the rats to the sinking ship analogy, because, of course, if you're a Tory MP now, you want to be on the right side of history. You don't want to be made to look a fool by trying to dislodge a Prime Minister and failing, uh, but by the same token, you don't want to be part of somebody, uh, a group of people trying to save her if, in fact, she's going down. And not many Tory uh, Prime Ministers have survived this kind of pooch, have they? Well, I mean, we haven't had these circumstances before. Um, The only previous time when the 48 letters triggered a contest was uh, when we were in opposition and Ian Duncan Smith was leader. But, I mean, it shouldn't be about personal advancement or what's going to benefit careers. It's about something much more important. I mean, Brexit is the biggest issue facing the country. Mm. In my view, Theresa May is taking us in the wrong direction. The deal cannot get support. And therefore, I've reluctantly reached the conclusion we had to have a new leader who would make a fresh start. Now, just from the point of view of sort of parliamentary procedure, Brexit is now kind of in abeyance, isn't it, while uh, this vote goes on? I mean, if, for example, the vote goes against Theresa May tonight, and we'll sh- we should find out, and you'll hear it live on Talk Radio around about 9 o'clock, um, if that turns out to be the case, the Brexit sort of um, sharabang, if you like, is partly shunted down the road a bit, isn't it? Well, not necessarily. Um, at the moment, we have a law in place which says that we we leave the European Union on the 29th of March. Uh For that to change, we would need a repeal of the law. Now, if there were a new leader who sought a different type of deal, which is what I would like to see, Mm. and I think it would require us to postpone for a few months in order to get that deal, Um, and I think the European Union would be open to that if we went and said, look, we would like to have a deal, but we just need that time to get one, otherwise we have to leave without a deal. Um, But it does require a change of law, and to some extent, whatever happens tonight, 
doesn't change the fact that at the moment we are heading to leave on the 29th of March. And they have already offered, have they not, a sort of a three-month extension of Article 50 should we require that, so we presumably can go and ask for that at any point. Well, it is in everybody's interest. Mm. I mean, I am willing to leave without a deal if we can't get the right deal, as Theresa May famously said. Yes. No deal is better than a bad deal. Funny enough, deal. I was watching Channel 4 last night where they also played out her famous uh, beseeching of the country to remain in the European Union, Indeed. which looked all the more ironic now. Well, I'm afraid one of the problems has been that uh, I don't think the Prime Minister really believes in Brexit, and she's seen it as a, a, a task to try and mitigate the effects, whereas for those of us who campaign to leave, Brexit offers huge opportunities, mm. but I think we need somebody who sees that and will fight to obtain them. Yes, indeed. Now, as far as the, um, the feelings within the Conservative Party at the moment go, the last time we were looking to see whether the 48 number would be reached, it wasn't reached. Jacob Rees-Mogg and his European group were sort of roundly criticised and mocked, in a way, for not even being able to, to raise that number of people to, to, to vote against the Theresa May and have no confidence in her. I mean, tonight, for example, would you say that the feelings since then have changed. Are there more Tory MPs who are likely to, to, to side with you, if you like? Well, I do think that Monday was a sort of utter humiliation. Mm. Uh, to see the government saying right up until sort of the last minute, oh no, this vote is going ahead, and for the Prime Minister then to pull the vote and have to come to the House of Commons and basically offer very little different. Yeah. And I think that caused huge anger and frustration right across Parliament, mm. and I think that for many people, probably proved the final straw. No, indeed. And also, yesterday was a kind of humiliation for Theresa May as well. I mean, culminating, you don't wish to make trivia out of these things, but culminating in not actually even being able to get out of the car when she arrived uh, to meet Angela Merkel. It was, as many people said, a kind of scene from the thick of it, wasn't it? Well, I, I'm, the Prime Minister and I feel sorry for her in this respect. She's always had bad luck. I mean, mm. you go back to the Conservative Party conference yep. and the you know, slogan falling off the right. wall behind her. Um, she has... She's never been lucky as a no, politician. No, she hasn't. And you do need a bit of luck to be a politician successfully do. as well. But, I mean, the point is, is that watching her sort of careering around in Europe, going to Holland for breakfast, you know, going over to Germany for lunch and then popping back uh, towards Brussels later on and apparently getting nothing really. I mean, when we were watching her this morning, waiting for her to come out of Downing Street, I mean, I, I sort of had this off, uh, often recurring thought that the tree was just going to fall over as she started <laughs> talking. Do you know what I mean? And she really has reached. I mean, there is a time as well when politicians reach the end of the road. I called for her to resign last Friday, funnily enough, um, and it just doesn't seem as though she's hanging on in there for any other reason than her own tenacity. Well, I think if she had been charging around Europe trying to get a different kind of deal, trying to get them to accept that this agreement as it stands will simply not pass, mm. then she would have got a lot more support. Yeah. The problem is, as she said on Monday, oh, well, she's going to get a few reassurances. And I think for those of us who have profound difficulty with this agreement, reassurances are not enough. No, indeed. She only has to win by one vote tonight to retain uh, the leadership for another year. However, is there an opportunity, or would you say, if, she, if, she, if her, if her vic victory is, is only by a narrow margin, will there be something else that people can do to dislodge her? Well, if she wins, then she wins. But, I mean, I would simply point to it. Uh, I was political secretary to Margaret Thatcher at the time mm. when Margaret Thatcher stood down following uh, a vote of the parliamentary party, which she actually won. Yeah. She didn't win by enough under the rules at that time, so it had to go to a second ballot. But she got a majority. But she said, 
if there are that number of people who cannot support me as Prime Minister, then for, for the good of the party and the country, mm. I ought to stand down. Yes. So, I mean, I think you know, it will be for the Prime Minister to look at the figures and, and reach her own judgment. Can you envisage a point at which she might do that, though? Because as uh, determined and as, and as popular a figure was Margaret Thatcher was, I mean, Theresa May is not that person. And she seems to be, people use the word resilient, I mean, she seems to now be just absolutely obstinate uh, and obdurate and un- unwilling to move. Well, I mean, that's certainly been the position regarding her pursuit of this deal at a time when it became obvious to everybody else that it was never going to work. Um, but well, we will need to wait and see what happens right. this evening. And are you frightened, last of all, uh, that you might be ushering in a Corbyn Labour government by making this move? Well, a, a, a general election only happens if Parliament votes either in a vote of confidence on the government or for an election under the Fixed Term Parliaments Act. And there is no reason why that should happen. I don't think anybody wants a general election and the majority against. The risk, actually, is if the deal went through and the DUP would then withdrew their support, which means the government no longer have a majority. So I actually think there is a stronger risk of an election if this deal were to pass than if it doesn't. If right. it doesn't. OK. John, thank you very much indeed for your time. Appreciate it. John Whittingdale there, uh, former government minister himself, uh, MP for Malden, uh, and, of course, he has himself uh, ushered in uh, one of those 48 letters to um, the 1922 committee meeting tonight, voting tonight between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This is the 
the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. We're live from College Green down in Westminster. Parliamentary uh, sovereignty is at stake today. Uh, we're going to have Prime Minister's questions, of course, at midday. Uh, we'll bring you all of that as it happens. We want to hear from you as well, though, because we're hearing from an awful lot of MPs, an awful lot of people who are going to vote in that uh, vote tonight, the secret ballot uh, inside the 1922 committee, uh, committee room 14 uh, inside the Houses of Parliament. Will Theresa May be voted uh, out of office? Will she get a vote of no confidence from uh, the large section of the Tory party who don't want her around anymore. I think she should be kicked out. I don't think she's got any use left in her. And she says she's going to fight it with tooth and nail. Sean says she's always said she won't quit. If she wins the vote, it's worth asking these MPs who have sent letters in if they will resign their seats if she stays. We just heard from Grant Shapps. He says, like an awful lot of Tory MPs, he's going to decide precisely what to do uh, about voting when he's heard her speech at five o'clock. She will also, of course, be answering questions at PMQs from 12. Let's go back to the phones now, though, uh, and you can join in the debate, of course, 0344 499 1000. Judith is in Somerset. Hello, Judith. Hello there. Listening to Grant Shapps just makes me even more angry. He doesn't get it at all, does he? He doesn't get the fact he doesn't that seem this to. woman has had two and a half years to negotiate this deal, and she has failed utterly and reduced this country to this unedifying spectacle. Yes. I think you're absolutely right, Judith. She has run out of road. She has had plenty of opportunity to sort the situation out. The idea that she went back to Europe yesterday, to me, was a massive humiliation for this country, don't you think? I couldn't agree more, but she's done that all the way through. My dog could have done better negotiations than her. <laughs> yes, I know. And so, really, there is only one solution, isn't there? ...on the table and say, now, what else do you want me to give you? Which is what she's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's your feeling, Judith? Would you like to see her out of a job and then see somebody else try and renegotiate, or should we just get out? Out. We voted out, and that is what they have to deliver. All this project fear about WTO rules does not frighten people in the least. No. And, I and think, listen, Judith, the I think you're absolutely right. What to remember is, if they don't get rid of her tonight... She's dead anyway. She won't survive beyond Christmas. There'll be a vote of no confidence in her, brought by Corbyn, before Christmas. The DUP will probably side with him, and we'll bet those Tory MPs will be facing a general election with her as leader, and the Tories will not win it. And I speak as a Tory. Mm, I know, it's a shocking state of affairs, but listen, Judy, thank you very much indeed uh, for your call. Uh, I want to hear from more of you, of course, 0344-499-1000. Nick uh, is in Durham. Hello, Nick. Hello, Mike. How are you this morning? Well, I'm sort of um, fair to middling, I would say. I'm, I'm worried that uh, the Tories are not going to have the backbone to get rid of Theresa May, and we're going to be stuck with her until January. Well, I think it could be worse, mate. I'm really sorry. I, mind, I, I loved your previous speaker, Judith. I thought she was fantastic. I agree with her completely. Yes. I'm going I'm to mention a name. It may not be familiar to many of your listeners, but I'll say it anyway. Ramsay MacDonald. Uh, in yes. 1931, Ramsay MacDonald headed up a national government for, I think it was four and a half years, with a minority of Labour MPs and the support of the Conservatives, who were then the opposition. And I think yeah. Mrs May is so ruthless that she would far rather split the Tory, uh, Tory party 
and say that in the national interest she was going to form a national government. I think she would then try and withdraw the whip from the Tory MPs who didn't support her, and she would do a, some bloody shot, or sorry, I shouldn't swear, some deal with Labour and the opposition parties either to soften Brexit as much as possible or even cancel it altogether. And this would all be presented as being in the national interest. Every time you hear her say that, every time you hear a cabinet minister say that, just bear in mind that I know it's a nightmarish possibility, but I think she is that ruthless, I think she might try it. So even if she loses the vote tonight, uh, then I think that's what she would go for. She'd say, in the national interest, I'm going to form a well, national if she government. Loses, well, if she, no, if she loses... If if she loses the vote tonight, Nick, she has no choice, really, uh, but to resign. She will stay in, in uh, position as Prime Minister until such time as a new Prime Minister is elected inside the Tory party. But if she loses the vote tonight, which I'm not sure she will, uh, she will definitely no longer be uh, the person calling the tune. But what are, you're absolutely right to say what you've just said, because this morning, standing outside Downing Street, of course, she vowed to carry on, to fight uh, with uh, everything she's got, and also... Uh, the last bastion of a, of a scoundrel, really, to go for that sort of thing. Yeah, well, I think, I, think she's that, I think she's that ruthless, Mike. I really do. I mean, Tim Montgomery said some months ago, there's nothing that she touches that she doesn't make worse. Everything, she's political poison. Everything yeah. she touches just shrivels up and dies. I can't wait to see the back of her and Hammond and, and the various others. But I think she's so ruthless about getting her own way. She's this complete control freak that she would rather split her own party and, and she would claim it's all in the national interest than, 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 than see a clean Brexit take place. This is my fear anyway. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. But no, I listen. Tried on. Well, I, 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 I certainly think that if she, I th Nick, it's a great call. Thank you. I certainly think if she does lose the vote tonight, that will be the end of Theresa May. Let's talk to Craig in Oxford. Hello, Craig. Hi, Mike. How are we going? Yeah, not bad. What, what do you want to say? Um, I'm not. You know, I very much hope Theresa May loses the vote today, like most of the nation, for varying different reasons. Um, my main problem at the moment, though, is is the void that that leaves. Um, and the amount of people that are coming out in support of her. Now, be it that they believe truly what she's saying, or be it that they're, you know, backhanded, two-faced, and, and are going to vote the other way, that's not the sort of person I want anywhere near government. So as far as I'm concerned, if anyone's come out and said that, that they're going to be supporting Theresa May in the vote, they need to be completely disregarded for potential leadership going forward. So that includes um, Sadie Javid and um, all the others that have come out, Gove, don't want to be anywhere near number 10 or the cabinet, as far as I'm concerned, because they're either two-faced and sort of lily-livered, as it were, that, that haven't got the balls to stand up and say what they truly what they truly believe, which I think is what we need from a leader, or um, they believe what Theresa May was doing. You sound to me, Craig, like 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 the when the like when the BBC uh, decided to to, uh, to to not let uh, uh, that guy Sean Walsh onto the Strictly tour because he had so-called cheated on his girlfriend. I mean, if you're looking for politicians who are not two-faced, I think you're going to be looking for a long time, man. Well, we can live in hope, can't we? I mean, that's what I think we need. <laughs> we need an honest, you know, being an outspoken leader. Make, you know, someone with. <laughs> that will come out and say what needs to be said, you know, without them being like Donald Trump, hopefully. But, 
you know, that's what we need. I'm, I'm fed yes, up with well, the I mean, I, 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 but I think I think sometimes though, you can say to yourself, it might well be that you can't see anybody emerging as a potential leader right now. However, the leader we do have um, has basically got nothing left to say, has got nowhere left to go, uh, has run out of rope, and indeed rode. And so, therefore, we must have a somebody else. We must have change. Yeah, she she can't be out in the wind quick enough for me. I'm afraid she should never have got the job in the first place. Um, her track record as Home Secretary proved that, and uh, it, it's just been dismal. So hopefully tomorrow's a new day. Fingers crossed. Craig, thank you very much indeed. Craig in Oxford there. You can join in the debate, of course. Prime Minister's questions coming up at midday. Uh, we'll bring you some of that right here on Talk Radio. The vote tonight on whether Theresa May can remain as Prime Minister uh, inside a committee room 14 in the Houses of Parliament, the oak-panelled room where knives will be being thrust uh, both in the back and in the front of all sorts of people. Uh, it happens at 6 o'clock. You'll hear it right here on Talk Radio. Let's talk, though, now uh, to the Chief Political Commentator at The Independent, who is, of course, Mr John Rental. John, a very good morning to you and welcome hello there <laughs> now um i suppose um you'll be falling around laughing at the idea that i perhaps did not predict this would happen and i did not know we would be quite where we are uh, the day after the vote that was supposed to take theresa may down didn't happen <laughs> um well except that that was such a uh, an embarrassment for her that uh, yes it was it, 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 it seemed likely that there would be uh, this uh, this vote of, com- of no confidence in her, whether she she went ahead with the vote and lost it, or whether she uh, dodged the vote altogether. I mean, either either way, I think I think this was going to this is going to happen. This is likely to happen. Uh, the big question is whether she's whether she'll win it tonight. And um, I mean, I think she should win it, but. Uh, it's dangerous to predict anything at the moment. Well, it really is, isn't it? The danger, of course, as well, uh, is trying to get any sense out of any Tory MP. We just had Grant Shapp sitting here who said he's going to wait and see what she says about what she brought back from Europe at five o'clock before he decides which way to vote. (laughs) Now, I mean, I can't see what she can possibly have brought back from Europe, which will be of any use to anyone. No, she's come back empty-handed. I mean, you know, she went to to see Angela Merkel, and Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel then told her uh, MPs that uh, you know the treaty, the, the withdrawal agreement, couldn't be renegotiated. So um, that's pretty much the end of that. I mean, she was going to go and see the Irish uh, Prime Minister uh, tonight. Now she's she's not going to. I mean, you know, perhaps they can sort it out on the phone. But I mean, he's not. She's not going to get anything out of him. I mean, Ireland can't afford. To, uh, to to adjust this uh, backstop, the guarantee of an open border. Um, so, you know, the, I mean, nothing, nothing's uh, changed in the numbers of, uh, uh, of of MPs on on the three the three options on Brexit in the House of Commons, and uh, that's not going to be changed even if she loses tonight. No, quite. And I mean, what you what are you hearing from the sort of uh, the great and the good in Westminster in terms of how they're kind of standing up and siding? Because it seems to me um, that there's two or three or four possible splits of the Tory party at this point. You know, not des- definitely on on the lines of, of leave or remain, not on the lines of pro-may or anti-may. I mean, it's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. So although there's quite an operation uh, this morning to... Uh... Uh, among ministers and uh, loyal MPs to come out and back the Prime Minister. And uh, I think she's up to, um, already up to something like 150 uh, names. I mean, that's that's pretty much all she needs. I mean, if if she can get over 158, then, you know, she's home and dry. 
Um, and I don't believe all this talk about, oh, yeah. well, you know, if there's, more, if there's more than a certain number against her, then she has to stand down. I mean, you know, if, she, if she wins by one vote, I think she's, uh, she, she's going to be immensely strengthened uh, for at least another 48 hours. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. she may start... And what's going on? I mean, we've around. also been speaking to... Uh, yeah, we've been speaking to Labour MPs this morning as well, John, down here on College Green. Um, and they're still very much uh, keeping their powder dry. And it seems to me that they're going to now wait until the second vote uh, on the actual bill itself, the withdrawal bill itself, at some point in January before they strike. Well, I mean, you, they can strike all they like. But, I mean, unless the DUP is prepared to join them or unless some, uh, some pro-EU... Conservatives are, are, are likely to join them, then they can't. Uh, they can't bring the government down. I mean, the question that Labour MPs have to answer is: Do they want Theresa May's deal, or do they want to postpone Brexit and hold a referendum? And those are the only two choices that it seems to me that they can accept, because they obviously don't want to leave without a deal, apart from possibly Kate Hoey and uh, a couple of others. But I mean. You know the Labour no, Party right. will have to decide. I mean, does it want a referendum, or does it want uh, does it want to just accept Theresa May's deal as the best, as the least worst option available for doing what they said they would do in their manifesto, which is uh, which is leave the European Union? No, quite. And as we prepare for what could be quite a fiery Prime Minister's questions, please tell me that Jeremy Corbyn is going to make his first question about Brexit. <laughs> be quite interesting if he went on universal credit today wouldn't it no i think i think even jeremy <laughs> even know. jeremy corbyn is going to uh, is going to ask about the prime minister's political position i mean you know he's usually quite good at his first question because that's been drafted for him uh, very short and to the point and sometimes quite witty uh, and that's what he needs today um but then it tends to sort of dribble into the sand a bit as he just sort of um, goes on about austerity and poverty and how terrible it all is, which you know obviously it is. But I mean, there, there are there are times and places. No, quite. And I mean, do you think that uh, this time next week we will all be looking back at today's events and thinking, eh, it wasn't quite as exciting as we thought it was going to be? <laughs> well, no, I do think there's going to be a big change if she if she wins the vote tonight, even if she wins it, you know, untidily, uh, because. You know, that's it. I mean, that's the question of the Tory party leadership settled for the time being. They can't come and get her again for another 12 months. Um, and then she's in a much stronger position because that does take one of the sort of fantasy options off the table, which is this, you know, the idea that somehow a different personality, a different leader of the Tory party could change uh, the numbers in the House of Commons on Brexit. So, you know, she will be in a much stronger position. Um, she may be able to sort of turn the turn the narrative in her favour, say, you know, she's touched rock bottom and now it's all, you know, the only way is, is, is back upwards as she tries to fight to get her deal through Parliament. But it's still difficult to see how she does that. Uh, and so we're, we're facing, you know, she's got respite, a respite over Christmas, maybe, but then facing another crisis in January. Yeah, I mean, it's just one crisis after another. John, thanks very much indeed. We should be watching uh, with great fascination uh, as the chamber fills up. Uh, it looks as though, uh, as Ross Kepsel... When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.